You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Majuk, and you can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Of course, as always, follow my co-host Marcus Mosier at Marcus underscore Mosier and give the show a follow, Locked On Dynasty. Make sure to hit that subscribe button, leave those five-star reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts to help others find the show. Marcus, happy Monday. It's like mock draft Monday, sort of. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have some fun today talking more about these rookie prospects. Yeah, we're only 10 days away from the NFL draft. I'm getting really excited. And today we're going to talk about our favorite landing spots. And uh, I've, I've got some, some hot takes, Kate. I'm ready to, to unveil to the listeners. I love it. So first up, we'll talk about quarterbacks, then running backs, and then wide receivers. But as we discussed earlier, we are going to, of course, throw Kyle Pitts into the oh, wide yeah. receiver discussion because he deserves that from us at this point, right? Absolutely. He's the best receiver in the draft, if you want to call him a receiver. All right. So we are talking about quarterbacks first. Obviously, So this is not necessarily a, a discussion on where they will go. Remember, this is where would we want to go? So the first question I have for you, is there anywhere other than the Jacksonville Jaguars that you would like to see Trevor Lawrence go? Is there any place that you think he could make a, a bigger impact as a rookie and, and do something really huge for our fantasy teams yeah. uh, right out of the gate? What do you think? No, I think Jacksonville is the most ideal landing spot. I think they've started to build a team around him that makes sense. Right, Kate? Like They've got a bunch of receivers. They've got a bunch of guys that have speed. Um, guys that can make plays behind the line of scrimmage because if you watch Clemson's you know, tape over the last three years, it's a lot of screens, a lot of quick passes, getting the ball out of his hands. I think it makes a ton of sense, and I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a, a ton of fun to watch right away. Love it. Okay, so we got that out of the way. I think everybody just takes for granted Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville, no biggie. Uh, number two, we have to talk about Zach Wilson. He's currently the favorite to be drafted number two overall. Seems like a foregone conclusion that the Jets are going to take him number two. I don't love this. I don't love it either. No. Um, so I, when I'm looking at... Zach Wilson, I'm looking at a quarterback who I think has just raw athletic ability, who needs development as a passer. I don't know that I trust the Jets to develop him into the hmm. passer that I think he's capable of being. No, I, I would agree. And I think you watch him at BYU and the offensive line is so good and he's protected all the time. And now he's going to a situation where... He has one of the worst offensive lines in the league. It's a brand new wide receiver core that maybe is still missing a true number one receiver. Um, yeah, it's it's not my favorite landing spot, Kate. I wish he would go to like Atlanta or maybe even Denver, I think is a better situation. But yeah, it's, it's not my favorite. I think Atlanta could be a really, really cool fit. I know a, a lot of mocks have had Trey Lance going to the Atlanta Falcons, but I mean, they've done, you can say what you want about Matt Ryan. He's not a sexy quarterback, but um, he is a guy that it, they've done very well, allowing him to pass from the pocket. But I mean, Zach Wilson just gives you that extra element of mm -hmm. mobility and just freakish ability to make throws. I think what they've been able to accomplish with Matt Ryan behind that offensive line with the, the receiving weapons that they have 
could be really nice. And I'm going to talk, uh, we're going to come back to the Falcons later when it mm. comes to the running back discussion. But uh, if we, if we were to pair Zach Wilson with the Atlanta Falcons, and then uh, maybe in round two, take a, a running back, like a Travis Etienne, I think we could have a really, really uh, dynamic, explosive bananas offense in I, Atlanta. I, I think that would be so fun to watch. I, I like that one, and that one's fun, but I actually like Denver better, right? I think you've got so many weapons in Denver. It's more of a, a wide-open offense that's a little bit more what he's used to playing in. Uh, the offensive line is actually pretty good. I think that's actually, actually the spot that I would like to see him uh, play in, and I know a lot of people out there are probably thinking, well, he's just the next crew lock in Denver. I don't think so. I think he's a far superior player, and I think Putting him in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, uh, that's pretty fun. That would be a very, very fun division to watch because I do think all of these guys are so loaded at talent. Any thoughts about the Chicago Bears? Because they haven't come up. Obviously, they're in the market for the running back. (laughs) Will they ruin any rookie they touch? Yes, yes. No, I mean, (laughs) there's other quarterbacks that I think make more sense. Like if Trey Lance were to go to Chicago, I think that makes uh, a little bit more sense. He's got a bigger arm and kind of cut through the wind. Maybe they don't have to play him right away. They can go with Foles and Dalton. Uh, I think I like the fit in Chicago better for, for Lance and maybe Fields than I do Zach Wilson. All right. So Fields, I think if I could pick any team, and this is also considering, I I mean, we know that the 49ers could be in the market for him, though Mac Jones has been, you know, the majority of that discussion there. We're not all buying it. But if there is one team where I could send Justin Fields to in the NFL, it has to be the 49ers. I think for all of the reasons that we hear hype about Trey Lance with the 49ers and what he could accomplish as a rusher with Kyle Shanahan and just the the dynamic zone schemes he puts up he I, I really think that all of those those positive qualities regarding the rushing ability do apply to Fields I think he's just such an underrated rusher do I think uh maybe the Trey Lance narrative could have uh, just more speed in terms of designed runs. Yes, I think he has more potential there. But don't underestimate Justin Fields as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And I do think he's such a good passer that, I mean, he's, I think he's very uh, capable of of working in that scheme, especially with the, the receiving core. So, so talented. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. I, mm-hmm. My God, that would be just a, fantasy bonanza for me yeah justin fields to the moon if he goes to san francisco and i kind of as you were talking i was thinking about it how many quarterbacks in dynasty would i take over justin fields if i knew for certain he was going to end up with the 49ers and the list is not very long kate it's mahomes josh allen herbert Dak prescott and that might be it. I mean, I you could have a conversation about, you know, Deshaun Watson. I don't think so. Or Russell Wilson, uh, Matt Stafford. I, I, I just think this is somebody who by year two, year three, we're talking about as a top three or four dynasty quarterback. Holy smokes. Okay. All right. I like that. I'm all in on San Francisco, but I don't know how likely that is if he does land there. Because I just think this is a potentially a... Patrick Mahomes level player you're getting in that system because of his ability to run and complete a high percentage of his passes. But I just got the feeling that the 49ers aren't going to go in that direction. 
I don't know. They looked pretty cozy at <laughs> his second pro day. There were there were some pictures posted with some smiles. Yes. Um, how about let's close it out with Mac Jones and then we'll take a quick break. Uh, <laughs> can you tell Mac <laughs> Jones doesn't get me excited? I, I don't know, Kate. It's probably, I mean, New England sounds like the cliche answer, right? You put him with Belichick and behind that offensive line and maybe he gives you solid production, but I don't know. He just doesn't do anything for me. I, I actually, I like Mac Jones. Um, I'm probably a little bit higher than on Mac Jones than consensus. And I do think that the Patriots would be a fantastic fit. I do think that the narrative of Mac Jones and the comparison to Tom Brady has gotten a little lazy. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I, I think it's, we, it is lazy. It is. It's, it's super lazy just because, I mean, he is a, a pocket passer. Um, he's able to, to hit very accurately. I, I just don't think that um, he doesn't need to be Tom Brady in order to be a capable fantasy quarterback, right. obviously. Um, you know, he does need to be a proficient passer, but let's look at, I mean, Bill Belichick's overall scheme, get the ball out in the right place, uh, have an understanding of the game. I feel like Bill Belichick has just created such a, uh, a system where the, you rely on the quarterback's decision-making. And I do think Mac Jones has, mm-hmm. uh, some, some decent decision-making and it, get the right weapons around him, right receivers. They've got a lot of building to do, but in terms of like which coach would I trust with a pure passer, um, it's I mean Belichick's obviously top of the list. Yeah, and I think he would be a solid like in Dynasty. I think he'd be a solid quarterback too. That's pretty reliable and going to throw for two hundred and fifty yards and maybe a couple touchdowns a game. It just the ceiling just isn't there. But I can see why the floor would be intriguing on certain teams. Okay. Let's take a quick break, and when we get back, I want to dive into some of these exciting running backs for the 2021 NFL Draft. We'll be right back. Are you ready to try the best-tasting protein bar ever? Look no further than Built Bar. Built Bars are soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and they are great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat with a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber option with Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and six delicious new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, my favorite, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. They've got a flavor for whatever you might be craving. Right now, Built Bar is offering our listeners 20% off of your next order using promo code Locked On. Go check out BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On, for 20% off your next order. Start off this new year right, and let's go ahead and get fit together. And what better way to do so than indulging in a delicious and healthy treat? BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On. Just want to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% 
100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are talking about rookies and we are playing make believe today. If we could just send these guys anywhere in the world, where would we want to send them uh, in order to have the most fun for our fantasy football teams? All speculation, but you know what? That's the best part leading up to the draft is. I mean, we can we can take everything for granted uh, and and eat up all of the words that people tell us leading into the draft. But guess what? It come draft day, none of it means anything in the world is a free for all. So much fun, and that's the best <laughs> part of the draft. Anything can happen. Let's talk about some fantasy football running backs. So obviously, we got to start this off with Najee Harris. Most teams, I feel like, have projected him to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers at twenty four. There have been some rumblings. Uh, obviously, Miami is also in need of a running back. Mm-hmm. They have Miles Gaskin, but I, I think we just expect them to uh, make more of a play in terms of, uh, you know, like a franchise kind of running back. Pair him with Tua and, and allow him to make plays after the catch. Who would you rather see uh, Najee with? Would you rather see him with the Pittsburgh Steelers? or Miami Dolphins, or is it uh, a wash and you'd rather send him somewhere else? Somewhere else. It's the Atlanta Falcons. I think you put him in that offense with Arthur Smith and all those weapons and Matt Ryan, and you are getting an elite-level running back. We saw what Arthur Smith did for Derrick Henry over the last couple of years. He made him you know, the league's leading rusher, and I think he's a far better receiving player than what you know Derrick Henry is. Uh, uh, we saw you know, in... Atlanta before even a washed up Steven Jackson playing with Matt Ryan had some value. I think that's who uh, Najee compares favorably to. You put him in that Atlanta offense where they have so many weapons and defenses can't key on him, and he's catching 40, 50, maybe even 60 passes as a rookie. I absolutely love it. He's in a dome. Uh, he's on an offense without really any competition at running back. It's Mike Davis and Quadre Olison. Uh, that would be my ideal landing spot. And I think if that were to happen, Kate, we are talking about, I think, pretty easily a top, oh, I don't know, 10, 9 running back in Dynasty. Woohoo. Uh, I'm, I'm going to actually flip the script. Obviously, as a Steelers fan, the closer we get to the draft, the more I want Najee. There are so many team needs uh, that I feel guilty wanting running yeah. back in the first round. But, God, watching him play at just the the level of, of dynamic play he adds to the game, um, you really can start to lean on another position as you make transition at the quarterback position. I'm a little intrigued. I'll, but we I'll don't say want that. that for Najee, right? We want him to play behind a good offensive line yes. and with a good quarterback, right? Correct. Uh, so <laughs> I'm actually going to I'm going to pivot. And this is going to be a um, uh, an interesting, <laughs> interesting play by me. All right, hear me out though. Okay. Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. Okay. Pair him up with Austin Eckler, who does profile more as that receiving back. But I mean, look at what they were able to accomplish with their offensive line this offseason. They got a huge upgrade on offensive line. They're going to put Najee behind that offensive line, pair him with a capable receiving weapon. I do think Najee's uh, just overall underrated as a receiver. But I mean, obviously, it, Austin Eckler's the, the one two punch. I think they could be such a dynamic. Uh, like one, two, bam, bam, bam. Justin Fields would be in so many scoring opportunities. Mm. I don't know. 
Um, I, I just think that would be the ultimate move uh, for fantasy football to make that probably one of the most productive offenses in football entirely. Yeah, I like it. That's a fun one. I mean, another dream scenario, if he's in Baltimore, right, and you just put him in that offense where he's running downhill and he's catching Ooh. screens. I, I mean, that's ideal. I know J.K. Dobbins is there, but I'm saying if he's just playing in that offense, he's phenomenal. But I think what we're finding out, Kate, is that wherever Najee lands, we're going to like him quite a bit for Dynasty. Oh, absolutely. He's he's a guy that can handle a full full workload. He is, as we said, capable as a receiver. Um, he, he's just a really dynamic player. He hasn't been asked to pass block so much, so that's something that mm-hmm. um, we'll need to keep our eye on and see how he transitions there. But, um, God, the Chargers, hmm. they're, they're at 13, so obviously it's not going to happen. Um, but you know what? Maybe if they were a little bit later, if they traded back, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just playing funsies. I think it would be a really fun – would, it would just be the best offense to watch in football. It would be um, a lot of fun. Right. Okay. How about Travis Etienne? Because this was the reference I made to the running back position earlier. I want to send Travis Etienne uh, to the Atlanta Falcons. Mm, um, I, I think yep. just his receiving ability and and the ability that he has um, to make an impact there. Like they've been mocked to have uh, Trey Lance. They've mocked to have uh, drafted. They've, they've they've been all over the place in terms of um you know what what we can see them doing but i do think that um i mean atlanta it they do well with receiving running backs and i think mm-hmm. that etn would just be a really fun uh fun addition there and uh, gosh what he could accomplish after the catch um pairing him up with julio jones calvin ridley uh austin hooper i just think super austin hooper Gosh, am I living in like 1923? <laughs> um, uh, oh my gosh, Hayden, Hayden Hurst. Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Goodness gracious. Um, yes. I really am living in the, the uh, yes. 2020s. Hayden Hurst. <laughs> um, I, I just think that would be a really, really fun offense to watch. And again, um, I mean, that's something that would be a really underrated move for for Matt Ryan, who everybody um, is is just sort of under the assumption that he's washed. I do think a player with as much talent as a receiver um, as ETN is, that would raise Matt Ryan's floor mm-hmm. and could make him a really viable fantasy option in 2021. So that was my team as well, but that's no fun. So I'm going to change it. Um, I, I got a different team, Kate, that would actually give him more fantasy value. Are you ready? I love it. How about Let's a team that prioritizes speed? and that can continue to produce running backs that just outperform their expectation and their overall profile. How about You're talking the San- about the 49ers. Yeah, how about yeah. the 49ers? <laughs> you put him in that scheme, and he is Raheem Mostart plus, 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 right? He is somebody now who is 1,600 total yards every single season. Uh, he's big play after big play. Doesn't even need a full workload to be highly efficient. Put him with the 49ers. I know they've got to pick early on in the second round and let him prosper. Travis Etienne, let's go. All right. I want to uh, go to one more running back here before we close out, take another break, and dive into wide receivers. Javante Williams. This is a guy who I absolutely love, love, love Javante Williams. He actually just climbed up to the number one spot in the PFF draft board, which was absolutely crazy. Um 
what do we do with Javante Williams? Because he's a guy that I love, but he's a guy that I haven't been able to necessarily come up with a dream landing spot. Um, he's, uh, you know, dynamic as a receiver. He's he's capable in that area, but he's a great downhill rusher. Like, what do you do with Javante Williams and where would you like to see him go? Because that's where I'm struggling. Yeah, I think he's going to go early second round to a team that needs a you know a full-time running back and I think it's the Denver Broncos right Melvin Gordon is on the last year of his contract uh, they let go of Philip Lindsay Royce Freeman really isn't a factor I love him in that Denver offense with Pat Shermer he can do it all you can play him you know in I formation you can play him out of the spread you can use him as a receiver I think he is somebody that you know compares very favorably to like no Moreno who the Broncos had forever uh, you put him in that offense he's going to be highly efficient he's going to create big plays he can pass protect I just think he's the perfect do-it-all running back that the Broncos need once Melvin Gordon moves on I love that and with the return of Cortland Sutton there are going to be so many different playmakers between him Jerry Judy Noah Fant there's going to be Hamler yeah Oh, he's always the forgotten, the forgotten stepchild. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like there, there are a lot of really capable weapons and you put them all together. That is definitely going to give Drew Locke the best, uh, the best chance at success, I think. And that's a really good uh, way to, to sort of make him prove it. Uh, you want to be our franchise quarterback, pair him up with uh, that kind of dynamic rusher uh, with just, I mean, yards after contact, after contact, after contact. Um, it, he's he's a really, really fun player to watch. Let's take another quick break, and then let's dive into some wide receivers. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are talking about rookies today and where we would want to send them for fun. All right, so let's talk about Jamar Chase. We're going to talk about wide receivers, and then, of course, close it out with Kyle Pitts. Jamar Chase, uh, he is like indisputably my wide receiver one. Uh, it's not even particularly close, as they like to say in the Twitterverse. I actually am growing on the idea of sending him uh, to Cincinnati. Okay. I love the idea of pairing him up with Joe Burrow. They had a lot of really impressive chemistry. Um, you know, you you hope that they would have continued to have that as time has slugged on, but um, I'm not so much a fan of that for the the value of T Higgins. So give mm. me a place that we can send Jamar Chase that won't um, won't ding other dynasty assets that I'm really excited about. I wrote down Cincinnati, but since you're making me choose a different team, I, I really like the Miami Dolphins, right? If he's able to, to fall to number six, you put him on that team that already has some speed with Will Fuller. Uh, Devontae Parker is fine, and I think he's more of a complimentary receiver. But you put him on that team, you give Tua a legitimate number one receiver, and I think that just makes the entire offense better. I actually don't think he hurts anybody else's fantasy value significantly on that team. I think he draws coverage. Uh, I think he is productive right away, and I think Miami is the, the most ideal landing spot. But, Kate, I also say Detroit. You look at Detroit's wide receivers right now, and it's the worst in the league, right? It's Brashad Perryman and Tyrell Williams. Those guys are both complementary receivers at best. You put him on that offense, he's going to get a ton of targets, and I think he makes Perryman and Williams better. I definitely agree. I think uh, they're in a position – like, we've seen – uh, we've seen Jared Goff come out and, you know, produce fantasy relevant 
players, but Jamar Chase is kind of that that player who's so refined already right out of the gate that I think he could have an immediate fantasy impact uh, in the right situation where he would gain that target share. Another situation where I could see him getting that that immediate workload as a wide receiver one, Philadelphia Eagles, but I trust their organization just a little bit less. I would agree. I would agree. It, which it feels gross because I, 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 I'm not biting kneecaps or anything in, in uh, Detroit either. But No, no. <laughs> um, I, I, I just worry we haven't seen um, just a, a pinnacle wide receiver um, in, in Philadelphia for a long time. I, you know, I feel so much of their uh, ability in the, the passing game. They've structured things around, um, you know, the tight end position and two tight end sets. We just haven't really seen a, a true wide receiver one in Philly, and they haven't um, necessarily made. Pl- Hang on one second, my dogs just got outside. I need to go <laughs> go grab them. One second. I just I, I think that Jamar Chase, with that level of talent, I want to see him in a a better overall situation. It's really hard to envision a world where uh, I'm 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 saying Jared Goff is the better situation right off the bat, but. Um, that that's the way I'm rolling. I, he could be a really, uh, really nice asset. If you're looking to prove the viability of Jalen hurts, maybe he is a good, a good pairing, but, uh, I'm not, not totally sold on the idea of sending him where I would just be nervous. He would be sent to die. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't love any receiver with Philadelphia right now until they figure out their quarterbacks or situation. Like I like Jalen hurts, but I don't think he's maximizing the value of any receiver. So please, any top prospect, please, please, please stay away from Philadelphia. Love it. How about Devonta Smith wide receiver, Alabama? Yeah, that's probably Miami as well, right? You pair him with Tua, you get him in an offense where he can be the number one receiver. Uh, I think, you know, a quick strike offense like that where he can use his route running and his ability to win after the catch. I think Miami is a situation where he could come in right away, be productive, be paired with a good team, maybe tethered to a good quarterback as well. I'm still in on Tua a little bit. So I, I do think Devontae Smith in Miami is probably my favorite fit. Interesting. And you know what? I feel like we can just sort of swap out Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle and any of these any of these teams mm-hmm. that are sort of looking for depth at wide receiver. And I think both of them would uh, be be very productive with a, a player like Tua. Um, another fit that we've seen recently, there's been some chatter of uh, I think Mel Kuyper had Jalen Waddle. Uh, to the New York Giants in his most recent mock. How would you feel about that for uh, the value of Kenny Galladay? Not great. I, 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 that's not my favorite landing spot for Waddle. I, I will tell you my favorite. It's actually the Chargers, right? You put them with Justin Herbert. They already have a team that, you know, a wide receiver that does the stuff underneath with Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is a fine number two. And if you allow him just to be that deep threat, uh, with Herbert, I, I love that. We saw last year, Kate Jalen Guyton, who was an undrafted free agent who bounced around the league, had value in that offense with Herbert. You put a legit four-two guy that could make plays after the catch uh, with the Chargers. That's that's easily easily my favorite landing spot for Waddle. Love it. And last but not least, I want to close out Kyle Pitts. You can send him anywhere yeah. in the NFL. Where do you send him? The Dallas Cowboys. But not only oh because... Oh, my listen, goodness. Listen, hold on. Biased. Hold on. 
Not only because he would look great in the Dallas Cowboys uniform, and it would be awesome to watch. <laughs> okay, this is an offense where the tight end is very productive just because of all the talent around them. Like Dalton Schultz last year from weeks 2 through 17, despite playing with five different quarterbacks, averaged 10 you know, points per game in PPR leagues. And I don't even think Dalton Schultz is anything more than just a guy, right? Uh, this is a team that just has so much, so many weapons that the tight end just isn't going to be covered. And with the Cowboys having a top, I don't know, seven, eight quarterback at the very worst in Dak Prescott, I think Kyle Pitts in that offense would absolutely thrive and eat. So put him with the Dallas Cowboys and let him prosper. All right, I'm going to see your Dallas Cowboys encounter you a New Orleans Saints. I think that could be uh, an interesting fit. So obviously we have some shakeup at the quarterback position. I think Kyle Pitts is somebody that immediately elevates your offense and is going to make uh, whichever player you have under center he's going to make them a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I think straight out of the gate, he's an immediate red zone threat. Um, Michael Thomas, there is, uh, you know, he's got plenty of money left on his deal um, in the 2022 season. He's left with 22 million in dead cap, 2023, 13 million in dead cap. It's enough to just make you wonder, uh, would they see that as a potential out if they are looking to rebuild their team? I just think Kyle Pitts is such a dynamic player he elevates uh everything that your quarterback does you provide him a big bodied target with elite athleticism um i mean this is a an offense that we've actually seen i mean jared cook was a a productive fantasy asset and i mean he's he's old man rivers uh but i mean jared cook he's played 15 games last season um he's had at least 60 targets in in each uh of the last two seasons nine touchdowns, seven touchdowns, you fill in uh, just giving Kyle Pitts that kind of target share right out of the right out of the gate. I think you have an immediate uh, fantasy relevant tight end, regardless of who's under center for them. I, I like it. It's just not realistic at all. Right. <laughs> That's only. Thing. Hey, we're not talking realism. <laughs> we are not talking realism. No, no, I, um, I are, agree. He's, he's Jimmy Graham plus. Right. And we've seen what Sean Payton can do with a receiving tight end like that. So. I, I 100% agree. You want to put him with maybe one of the best offensive minds in all of football, somebody that has proven to be able to use that type of player before, I get it. I, I would love to see Kyle Pitts with the Saints. Yeah, I th- I'm dreaming here. Yes. I'm dreaming. I would love to see Taysom Hill bounce like five passes a game at his feet. That would be so much fun. <laughs> no, it's 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 uh, 100% Jameis Winston. Don't don't <laughs> quote me there. Um, that is our show for today, everybody. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us those five-star reviews. As always, I'm your host, Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFPallBlast. Follow Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosier. And give the show a follow. Tune back in tomorrow, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell are set to help you build the ultimate dynasty roster.